0: It's Stephanie and Sam, and you're listening to McHugh, an American podcast for McFly. This is the podcast where we take you through
1: McFly's music one single at a time, or in this case, uh, we are doing our second Bits and Bobs, which is about not singles.
0: (laughs) In Bits and Bobs, we talk about those B-sides and the rarities that we didn't mention in the studio album. We kind of swing back and... Clean up some stuff that we either forgot to mention or st- new stuff we learned. Yeah, and talk about the B sides and rarities and all that good stuff that comes in the Wonderland album for this yeah. episode. The Wonderland bits and bobs. I'm so excited to talk about them because I would like <laughs> to know why
1: why these are the bits and bobs and not the studio album. But anyway,
0: I actually am really excited to talk about these too because I, if this if this was the studio album, I'd probably like Wonderland. That's already. what I'm saying.
1: So this is gonna be great.
0: So should we just should we get into it?
1: Yeah. So in no particular order, the seven songs that Stephanie and I have listened to and ranked today are Easy Way Out, You've Got a Friend, No Worries, Pinball Wizard, Mr. Brightside, I Predict a Riot, and My Generation. So those seven songs, most of them are covers. Or were B-sides, like Stephanie said, right? Or just, like, covers that happened around this time. Um, And we have ranked them 7 to 1 in the order of awesomeness. And now we're going to fight about it.
0: I don't know. Last time we did this, we kind of agreed on pretty much Yeah, we were. We also hated
1: on the Beatles a lot last time. Oh, actually, before we start the ranking, I'm glad that you said that. Because I do kind of want to compare these B-sides, these bits and bobs, to Room on the Third Floor.
0: Okay. Just because
1: or in room on the third floor they they covered what? They covered the Beatles, fou- the Foundations, Queen, but now in this list they're covering the Who, the Killers. And so I think that's just another way of McFly showing like showing off their new sound, right? Or their new vibe, right? In the Room on the Third Floor, they're like, Check us out! We're like four young dudes, just like the Beatles! Yeah, here I am singing a song by Queen, and I'm singing songs by the Foundations! And now they're like, We're cool pop-punk kids, and now we're gonna sing songs by the Who, and we're so edgy, so here's a Killers cover! I just think, like, right, like the artists that they covered in Room on the Third Floor, compared to the artists that they're covering here in Wonderland interesting the way that it shifted right like then they're now singing a lot more like pop rock and like just straight up rock songs and and i guess what i like about that like what i like about having mcfly do so many covers not only do i just like covers but like these b-sides that are covers are sort of mcfly's opportunity to name their own comparable titles right their own comparable music you know so instead of somebody being like you know oh that mcfly band like who do they sound like to you Um, and you're like, okay, let me answer based on my opinion. And now McFly sort of gets like every album there get to be like, these are who we were thinking of when we made this new sound, right? Like they were thinking of the Beatles. So here's room on the third floor. Now we're thinking about the who here's wonderland and like Tom got super into that band called jellyfish, right? And it's when they did Babies Coming Back" for uh, "Motion in the Ocean," which we'll talk about much later. But so it's kind of cool, like to like watch. It's almost like a work cited list for your album, right? Like Tom and Danny right. and Dougie and Harry get to be like, "Here are the bands that we were thinking about during this period of our lives. Here's the the artists that inspired our sound." So I just thought it was cool how it's changed from album to album. Yeah, I didn't really
0: think of it like that, but now that you have said that, it's really it's interesting. I like it. I'm into it. Which song
1: are you the most, or the least into?
0: Speaking of, (laughs) number seven (laughs) on our list of Bits and Bobs countdown. uh, Number seven goes to My Generation. Yes, it does! (laughs) For sure. <laughs> I knew you would say
1: that. I'm so glad you said <laughs> is that. that. number seven? My Generation is also number seven okay. for
0: me. I remember when I first heard these covers uh, back in the day. I was just, I just wasn't into the My Generation thing. And I um, I never really cared much about the song. I always skipped it a lot. And even like the Who's version, I don't really give two shits about.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I thought that I liked this one more as a kid, just because... For some reason, inexplicably, I did one time put this song in a Johnny Depp fan fiction I wrote one time. Okay. And so I think, you know, it's got this, like, very obvious, like, 60s vibe, and I'm talking about the original Who song here. Um, It feels like it would totally belong in, like, a Crybaby, like, (laughs) the Crybaby movie, which is from the, it's the 80s, but it's pretending to be a 60s sound, and so... This song is from the actual 60s, but it sort of fits in with that, like, crybaby vibe. So maybe that's why I put it in a Johnny Depp <laughs> fanfiction. I don't know. So I have a memory of, I think, thinking this song is cool, but I was listening to it the other day, and I'm like, I don't like no. this. Like, I don't really like the, like, stutter, you know, like, J-j-j-j-j. I'm like, get spit it out.
0: So I actually, when I was listening to this, there's a video on YouTube that was like, here's the story behind my generation, and explains the stutter. So apparently, forget the guy that sings the song. I know it's the Who. What's his name?
1: Oh, the main guy is called Roger Daltrey.
0: Yeah, so Roger Daltrey apparently came into the studio not really knowing the lyrics, and <laughs> which reminded me a lot of Danny. <laughs> yeah, where have we heard that before? And like the st- like the stutter was because of that, because he was trying to keep up as they were playing the song. And they like he like stuttered with it, right? Because he didn't know the lyrics. And the band and the producers were like, "That sounds really cool, actually. Let's keep it." And so they did. Uh, One other thing was, you know, the line that's like, "Why don't you all just fade away?" Um, Was supposed to be like a reference to like the F word. Why don't you all Mm -hmm. just yeah? But yeah, so that's the reason behind this letter, which I thought was super interesting. It still didn't give me enough appreciation for the song to move it up top of the other ones but
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i will say like this is my least favorite song on this list not just because of mcfly's cover but just in general right and i do think that i don't like this cover i forgot that roger Daltrey sings the lead singer of the who sings in this cover this mcfly cover with them but it's like not really a mcfly cover i even texted stephanie i was like i can't find the McFly cover of this song on YouTube, what's happening? And it's because every time I would click on the audio, I would hear, like, not Tom. And I'd be like, what's happening? Who Who's this? This is clearly the original. And uh, it took me forever to, like, finally be like, oh, like, their little baby voices are, like, in the talking about my generation, like, refrain, And that's it, yeah. right? So it's not really even a McFly cover. Like, it's McFly... Like they, they call it McFly featuring Roger Daltrey. But it's like... Roger Daltrey. Really Roger Daltrey <laughs> featuring McFly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the same criticism that I heard this week about uh, growing up with Mark Hoppus. Right? right. That it's like Mark Hoppus featuring McFly. But that song is way better than this song.
0: It's very true. Very true. Part of that is probably I'm just not a huge The Who
1: fan also. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Like, this song... Because I know that a lot of the McFly guys are big fans of yeah. the Who, right? This song was probably a dream come true oh, for sure. them, right? To record this song with Roger Daltrey, and so I'm really happy for them. But oh well, I hate it.
0: Moving so, on, number six. What did you have for number six?
1: I have. I predict a riot.
0: Me too. What? <laughs> cool. This is what Aww. happened last time <laughs> we
1: did this. We are so in sync. Yeah, we can come back to this. I predict A Riot, the original song, would be higher on my list. But as a McFly cover specifically, it doesn't do a lot for me. It's acoustic.
0: Right. So the only McFly cover is acoustic, correct? Yes. Okay. Because that's the only one I listened to. And I was like, I don't know if there's an actual, like, other... It's, like, stripped down, right? So I don't know if it's an actual... Other one, but yeah. It's fun to sing along, too. Yeah. I just wasn't a huge fan of their rendition of it.
1: Yeah, Had you heard this song before? McFly? Mm -hmm. No. Me neither. Had you heard the McFly version before yesterday? Yes. I have not. Oh, no? Yeah, I'm, once again, sit among you. (laughs) A fraud. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever heard this song. I'd heard of this song. And I knew that McFly covered it, but I think
0: it was one of those songs we downloaded on LimeWire.
1: Yeah, like, and I thought that, like, you know, like when we made the list of like the songs that we would be listening to, I wasn't like surprised to see I Predict a Riot, right? I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I knew like somewhere in the back of my head that they would covered this song, so the knowledge wasn't new. But somehow, I don't think I've ever heard it. Uh-huh. Like, as soon as I started listening to the acoustic version, I was like, none of this sounds familiar so i think i was getting it confused with their cover of the beastie boys you have to fight for your right to party okay right not that the songs are anything really that alike right but there's fighting you know like fight for your right riot i don't know like i think i was getting the titles confused and so i was like oh yeah i definitely heard mcfly saying i predict a riot but then I was like, no, that's not the right song. Like, you know that that's not that song. So I don't know. I don't think I'd ever heard it before. I was really excited. Uh, I listened to the original by the Kaser sh- Chefs. K- Kaser Chefs? I've never yeah. heard of that. I've never heard of I, the yeah. band. Who? <laughs> so. Yeah, so I listened to the original and I was like, okay, like, I'm into this. Like, this is cool. I had to look up the definition of Larry, which is conceited and flashy. You're welcome. Okay. so then I was like oh I'm excited like I, a new song I'd never heard before that I really like and now is gonna cover it and I, I can't wait and then I was like I'm disappointed
0: do you listen to the original before you listen to the cover yes do you do this oh okay I do the exact opposite
1: okay I how did you feel cover. about the cover uh, or how did you feel about the original after you heard the cover
0: um I liked it a lot better
1: Yeah, I mean, this might be a totally kick-ass cover if it wasn't acoustic, but yeah, like you said, it's really stripped down. The only good part is Danny's like, whoa, like scream towards the end of the song, and that scream is the reason that it's better than My Generation on my list. Yeah, so way to go, Danny. (laughs) I liked that scream.
0: And no one is surprised. Okay.
1: Oh, I'm going to have lots of thoughts um, on Danny's voice by the end of this episode so hold on to your britches
0: all right so number five number five for me was pinball wizard
1: what stop cheating off my test my number <laughs> f- <laughs> we're gonna be like this the students in school get called to wait after class because our test scores are the same um Those mine's also answers. pinball wizard <laughs>
0: Um, I also want to let you guys know, we do not go over these lists before we get on this podcast. It's true. (laughs) Pinball Wizard.
1: Okay, I have a lot of thoughts on Pinball Wizard, and I want you to go first.
0: Okay, so Pinball Wizard has, um, it's also a The Who song. So I mentioned earlier, I'm not a big fan of The Who, but I love this song. I don't know why it is. Because it's about a boy who plays Pinball Shirt. And it's just, I love it so much. I like would listen to McFly's cover of it all the time because, again, it was one of those songs we downloaded on LimeWire. And also, but like my appreciation for it went through the roof when I got that Wonderland Tour DVD because they perform it on the Wonderland Tour DVD. And it goes hard. Okay? It is like, I literally started moshing in my basement when they were performing (laughs) by myself.
1: That's amazing.
0: Like, here's a critique of mine I have, like, learned as listening to the McFly covers or whatever, their covers of songs sound the same as the song. I think in a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, I think to me, when you're covering a song, I feel like you should bring your own style to it rather totally. than just covering a song. I'm not saying that, like, their cover's awful. Like, it's not. Like, it's a really good cover, and I really enjoy the song. and I really loved watching it on the tour DVD. Mm-hmm. But out of, like, all the covers on this, like, on these B-sides or whatever, the only cover that was different was I Predict Right, and that's just because it was acoustic. I bet you if they added the other, like, electric guitar, bass, whatever, right. that it would sound exactly the same as the original. Right. And that's my only critique when McFly cover things. Yeah. <laughs> I actually
1: would disagree with you if you've got a friend when we get there on our list. But for now, let's stick to a Pinball Wizard. Okay. You, you have a memory of liking better than I do, I think. Like, you're like, I loved it when I was a kid. And I was listening to it, this go around for the podcast, and I was like, huh. I was like, I like this better than I remember liking this. <laughs> like, I always skip it when it comes on my, like, McFly playlist. And I was like, next, goodbye. But I had a great time. I think I'm like you, where I don't I don't really love The Who as much as I love other bands. I think I like them a little bit more than The Beatles, Sorry, guys. I don't love them as much as other songs that are frequently cited as McFly influences. And I didn't start listening to The Who until McFly, um, and I didn't really like them when I was younger, but I was like, maybe I need to revisit that as I was listening to Pinball Wizard. I was like, maybe maybe I would actually like them way more now that I'm older than I thought that I did when I was, like, 12. But the original is basically the same as the McFly's version, right? It's way better than their Beatles covers, though. (laughs) which we did not like in Room on the Third Floor. Uh,
0: <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> yeah, and
1: I but I was. I was like, I am really jamming. Like, I usually skip this song. And I, like, here's the first of at least four more times that I will say this, I bet. Danny's voice suits this song so well. So does Tom. Tom sounds amazing. But I think Danny sounds at his best when he is, like, full-on rock and roller, right? Like, he he and all of McFly have walked this line their entire career of being pop stars and rock stars. And I don't think I've literally ever heard a time where I thought Danny or Tom sounded bad, but I think Danny sounds best when he's rock star, not pop star, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, when, like, his, like, after Tom says... How do you think he does it? And Danny's like, I don't know. Right? Like, I will never forget that. Like, that's... I remember that from, like, 10 years ago, 15 years ago when they covered this song. Right? I was like, whoo, Like, wow! Great! You know? And, like, the timing is awesome. And I, I think it's better than the original just because of Danny's vocals here. Like, it's louder. It's a little rockier. It's very true to the original. But Danny has a voice that I think really gets to shine when it gets to be kind of, like, gravelly, uh-huh. you know? right? In a way that it's not gravelly, when he's like, Obviously, she's out <laughs> Right, like, that's a different sound than being like, I don't know. And it's really great. So I have a lot of appreciation for Danny's vocals in this
0: song. That's so funny, because I remember Tom's vocals more than Danny's. I think it's just because Tom sings the line of, Um, the deaf, double blind kid. Show plays me pinball. I love that line for some reason. I'm just like, yeah, (laughs) I'm so glad that you brought that line up because
1: in this week's episode of Sam doesn't know the words, I had no idea until I was listening to the lyric videos that this is deaf, dumb, and blind kid, right? Like the deaf, dumb, and blind kid. Blah blah blah. And I was like, oh my god! I was like, that's okay. <laughs> like, I, you know, I that's didn't so like That's so funny it. that
0: you said that, because I always sing it deaf, double-blind, kid. Yeah, it's deaf, dumb, and blind.
1: I always sing it. At least you got most of those words right. Deaf, double-blind, right? The devil doesn't like it, is what I've been singing for 15 years.
0: The devil doesn't like it? It doesn't even make sense.
1: Yeah. The, right? They're like, the deaf, dumb, and blind kid, right? I'm like, the devil doesn't <laughs> like it, I'm sure i it's <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, but I'm really glad that I never knew the real lyric, and I propose that my lyrics should be the official lyrics from now on. We don't walk around calling kids deaf, dumb, and blind.
0: No, I think deaf, double-blind kid would be better than your devil doesn't like a drink. Just saying.
1: At least mine's not offensive.
0: Mine's not offensive either! He's just double-blind! He can't see on both of his eyes! <laughs> <laughs> that
1: sounds like when, like, Like, my mom used to say, she was joking, I think, but she used to talk about, like, when she would wear glasses to school and people would be like, you four-eyed, fish-eyed, cross-eyed fool. Right? That's what I think of when you say double-blind, It's this, like, four-eyed, cross-eyed, fish-eyed.
0: No, I just always, like, I thought they just wanted to, one, I think they just needed the extra beat in there when I, like, got older. I was like, oh, this is how music works. Um, So, double-blind. And then I was like, well, he... Can, can't can see out of both eyes, right? Instead of being just blind out of one. <laughs> I get it. I get it.
1: The point is, who knows what they're saying. It doesn't matter. The devil doesn't like it.
0: <laughs> The devil's against pinballs. The devil doesn't like pinballs.
1: And ironically, I didn't even realize that I'd been singing this line wrong, because, like, if you just asked me, do you know the lyrics to Pinball Wizard, I would have said, no, I don't know. And so I listened to Pinball Wizard, with the lyric video on, and I was like, whoa, the deaf, dumb, and blind kid, like, I don't know how I feel about that, and then, like, two minutes later, when the song was over, I was, like, walking to the kitchen, and I was like, the devil doesn't like it, and then I was like, oh my god, have I been singing that for 15 (laughs) years? It's embarrassing,
0: but. That's so funny. Yeah, deaf and dumb is not a thing we say anymore, everyone.
1: Yeah, I don't know. know. I, I like my lyric change better.
0: I like mine. I'm gonna keep singing it my way. All right! What's your number, number four? four? My number four is You've Got a Friend.
1: All right, here's where we've switched. We've diverged. Oh no, what's your
0: number
1: four? Mine is Mr. Brightside. Okay,
0: okay.
1: I would like to say, before we go any farther, that Mr. Brightside, if we were talking about the killer's song and not McFly's cover, would be number two on this list. So, this is not me hating on Mr. Brightside at all. I love Mr. Brightside, but...
0: This is you hating on Dougie's pointer. I get it. Okay, got it. I hate What's
1: Dougie. Now you know. I've been <laughs> waiting for the time to tell you. No, I'm... Uh, no, just as a cover, I don't think it does it for me. Like, like you are saying, it's just too close to the original for me without being the original. Like, I think all that happens when I listen to McFly sing Mr. Brightside... Is that I wish I was listening to Mr. Brightside by The Killers, like I. <laughs> so that's wow. why it's number four for me. But the song is fantastic. Oh
0: yeah, I like Mr. Brightside.
1: Is it your number three?
0: Um, no. I remember okay. being in um, middle school when Mr. Brightside came out, and yeah. all of our little goth emo kids in middle school I thought we were so cool.
1: Like, oh hey, yeah. Mr. This song is one of the most successful songs in the UK in the entire history of rock music. It's more successful in the UK than it was in the US, despite that the Killers are an American band. And so I looked this up. In 2010, it was UK's Song of the Decade. It came out in 03. And it it has spent 240 weeks in the top 100 uh, in the UK singles chart, and that's more than any other song. Right, it's like the song in the UK singles chart that has ever stayed on the charts this long. So, like...
0: This is it still on the charts?
1: It's still in the charts, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, still in the charts. It has, like, iTunes highest ranking. It's some other streaming platform's, like, most downloaded song of all time. Like, this song is... Wowza, right? Like, um, especially, I think it... Like, it's also really popular here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't even go to, like, karaoke night back when I was leaving my house and going to karaoke without hearing someone sing Mr. Brightside, but... I think it's way more popular in the UK. So it makes sense that, that McFly would cover it.
0: Yeah, especially because if it was released in 2003 and this album was 2005, it would still be wildly popular. Pop- yeah. Popular. <laughs> be wildly popular. popular.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to, like, defend Mr. Brightside for a minute because I felt bad for it being so high on my... I mean, I guess it's in my... Well, there's only seven of them, so being in a top five is not that great. So it's it's not in my top three. I felt a yeah. little bad about it, but... The song itself is killer. I once rocked out to the song so hard that I broke my necklace against my glass, which I know I have told you, Stephanie, this story. Yeah. But have I told it on this podcast? For some reason, I think I did. But why would we be talking about that? I
0: don't know. Yeah, I don't think I think it might have been one of our after show chats.
1: Maybe. Yeah, like it came on, not the McFly version, but like I think it was actually karaoke, which like maybe makes it worse. But it was a <laughs> I love karaoke, right? Back before. COVID, I was karaoke-ing all the time. Yeah, somebody sung mister Brightside Bright-Sided Karaoke, and I rocked out so hard. I was, like, jumping up and down. I had, like, my hand in the air. And I rocked out so hard that my necklace, it was a crystal necklace, slammed against the glass that I was holding in my hand and broke. And I didn't even notice until I almost swallowed the necklace because I thought that the crystal <laughs> was a piece of ice. <laughs> and I was like, wow! Like, we... We have gone too hard for karaoke. <laughs> like no one needs to go this hard for karaoke, even Mr. Brightside. But yeah, it makes me wanna rock. I love this song. It's a great um, song. I like it a lot too. But McFly's cover is also really great. But I'm gonna wait till you get to it on your list and then we can have a conversation about it. Why don't you okay. tell me about You've Got a Friend being number four for you?
0: Um, You've Got a Friend, so <clears throat> again, I think the original and their cover sounds Way too much alike, um, but I do like the song. You know, it's a very nostalgic song because you know it's one of those songs that like, I think McFly are well known for this song, like for because their music video for the song is their comic relief music video, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I cry when I watch that video. Yeah, <laughs> I think what does it for me is child choirs. If you're like singing a song and you bring a child choir into a freaking song, I'm just like. Ooh,
1: Children. Yeah, children singing
0: <laughs> and yet you won't watch the voice kids UK <laughs> do you okay I just told you child choirs make me cry do you can you imagine me watching ch- the UK voice kids I wouldn't be able to watch an episode I mean I, it's my a good eyes cry be, You're like, my eyes would be flooded with tears like that's a good thing everyone's eyes are flooded with tears when they watch the <laughs> show I, I put in here as a disclaimer, I guess it's a favorite, but I put, it's hard to state if I like the original better or not, because my heart says no, but is that because McFly McFly's cover is better, or am I biased, a novel written by Steph?
1: I know the answer. Would you like me to tell you? Yeah. McFly's version is better. <laughs> I, I actually think it's really interesting that you think it's so
0: close to the original. I oh, don't. it is. They're both slow jams.
1: They're slow jams, but that's not, like, so... Like, my... You've Got a Friend is my number three.
0: Okay, so you've got... So, you're, it's your number three. Yeah. Did you listen to the original by Carole King? First,
1: before I listened to... I mean, I've heard McFly's version for 15 years, but, yeah, right. like, in this per- particular, like, note-taking session, I listened to Carole King, and then I listened to, to McFly's. And, um... It's my number three, so I'm bringing it up now just because it's like a natural transition to, like, right. your number four and my number three, and then we can talk about your number three, but it's my number three, and it beats Mr. Brightside because I like the Mr. Brightside song better than I like You've Got a Friend, but I like McFly's cover of this song a lot more than Mr. Brightside, their cover Mr. Brightside, um, or not a lot more, I mean, it's three and four, what's the difference, really, but, so, Carol King, it's a piano-led song, McFly's acoustic with the guitar, so that's a different sound. And, like, I'm like you, you know, I'm like, when I was listening to the Carole King version, I was like, you know, I think I like McFly's version better. Like, maybe it just depends on what you hear first. Like, I've been listening to McFly sing this song for, like, 15 years, and I don't really listen to Carole King. And But there are a lot of reasons why I've decided that McFly does this better. I think the guitar is better than the piano, in this case. Like, partially, I just give me a guitar any day. But... The guitar is so much less abrasive than the piano. It feels a lot softer. Even though they're both slow jams, the guitar I think makes it feel a little bit more like soft it feels in the background, right? Like you're in you're playing a stringed instrument in the background, whereas like someone in the, you know, someone in the Carole King version is like na 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 na, you know, and it's not so it's a little bit louder, but mcfly's song is actually faster by 30 seconds. The Carol King's version is so long. When I was listening to it, I was like, when will this be over? Like, I can't, why is it so long? And it's five minutes and 10 seconds of song. And then McFly's version is only four minutes and 30 seconds. So they've sped the song up, but it's not so fast that it's nothing, but it. it's still a slow jam, like you said. So they've sped the song up and they replaced it with a piano. So it moves faster, but it feels softer.
0: That's so funny that you think guitars are softer than
1: pianos. I dumb. think an acoustic guitar.
0: I feel the exact opposite. Like,
1: I don't think always, right? Like you got an electric guitar, guitar jamming and then you've got like a soft piano in the background, right? Like one of those is gonna be way harder, but but in this particular instance, like piano can get quite like da, 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 you know, and it's
0: like I don't think, think Carol King's piano
1: did that. No, not as loud as I've ever heard a piano be, but it's louder than the way that like Tom and Danny are playing an acoustic guitar in this particular moment. Absolutely a guitar can jam. But in this particular moment, they're strumming it very softly.
0: Yeah, but there's also just their guitars. There's a bass guitar, and there's also drums in their version. Is there?
1: I thought it was yes. acoustic.
0: No, there's there's drums in their version. I can't remember. Sorry, Harry. <laughs> I watched the video, and Harry's definitely there in Uganda, <laughs> like drumming, drumming along. Well, the version
1: I listened to wasn't the version with the ch- wasn't the version with the like child choir.
0: What version did you listen to? Because that's the version they released.
1: No, they they release it... Like, the the music video version that you listen to has children singing the last part of the song. Like, the children from the Ugandan school where they were.
0: It has them singing the, a chorus in it, in, like, the middle, yeah.
1: Yeah, but McFly also released a version where it's just Tom and Danny.
0: Oh, then we totally listen to two different things. So we really can't really compare these notes.
1: Then who knows?! Maybe, there, that doesn't mean there could still totally be drums in this version, and I just don't remember. <laughs> but I thought I was listening to an acoustic
0: version. Well, I was listening to the music video version, so really, this is a moot point. <laughs> it is a moot
1: point. But I will say that the version I listened to is way better than Carole King's. Also, the last thing I'm going to say, and then I'm going to stop, is, first of all, it took me 100 years to realize that this was a cover.
0: I'm not surprised. What
1: what I... And this is partially just be maybe because I've been listening to it by McFly for so long. But it was weird to listen to Carole King's version without... As just herself, right? Without multiple vocalists. And even though I didn't listen to the version, which I know what you're talking about, but even though I didn't listen to the version with the kids' choir, I think that the multiple vocalists, like Tom and Danny, and then, like, taking turns, but also when they sing together in the chorus and Dougie is, like, doing the harmony thing that he does. And I think that the multiple vocalists in McFly's cover really gives it that extra, like, oomph that I that I think is another reason why I think it's better than Carole King, is I think it really, because of the song being called You've Got a Friend, to hear multiple voices singing this song really brings that message of, like, friendship and togetherness alive to me in a way that I don't feel as connected to when it's just Carole King's voice alone, even though her voice is great. You know, like, to hear multiple people be like, call my name out loud you know you've got a friend etc etc so i'm a huge fan of mcfly's cover of the song i think that's all i have except for that i have in all capital letters i love danny in this song
0: no one is surprised
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true no one is surprised but i'm always interested in like when it comes out hard like like super hard and like when it's just like oh yeah Right. But his vocals just really shine, I think, in these covers. Also, there's a lot of nostalgia. But I love it when he's like,
0: Call my name out loud, yeah. So that was your number three? That was my number
1: three. What was your number three?
0: I was about to tell you my number two. But number three Mm -hmm. is Easy Way Out. Okay. Tell me about it. It's another third-party Point of View song. Mm -hmm. Right? Because... I don't think they have too many of those i'm like the only thing i can think of right now is about a Paul K. oh yeah
1: like, like a lot of times they're singing like i or you yeah
0: yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. it's another third party point of view song and uh it's really easy to sing along to and i just i like it a lot i like the beats and i was like jamming around jamming out to it when i was listening to it i i like that it's a song about a girl who has decided she doesn't want anything to do with this relationship anymore because it's not what she wants right like she's just like done right
1: and just leaves and they're like bro don't don't do it don't call her don't call her she <laughs> don't wanna know <laughs> yeah i love this one too i think it's so damn catchy and um, it's actually that's your number three right you just said that yeah it's my number two so we're just <laughs> we're going right along except for mr brightside um, it rudely interrupting our perfect synchronized list. Um, so it's my number two. Yeah, it is. It's so damn catchy. The guitar work, right? The, especially in the beginning with the like, with him tonight, you know, that's so cool. Yeah. I want to know, cause this is on, we mentioned this last week in our last episode. This is on the Japanese edition of the studio album, but it is not on the US or UK or I guess any other edition version of Wonderland. So, why wasn't this on the studio album? Because it's better than all the Wonderland songs.
0: I have no idea. I googled it when I, when I was preparing for this podcast, and I googled it. I was like, why was it Easy Way Out on, like, the original studio version? And no one could give me an answer.
1: Yeah, so if you know, if you can remember, or if you're just, like, really good at guessing um let us know because i do i I think this would maybe be this would definitely be my top five from wonderland
0: oh for sure
1: uh, and, you know i would and,
0: easily put this one and another one as my top five in wonderland and i want to have such a difficult time
1: right yeah to like, do that. <laughs> i don't really understand why the song didn't make the final cut for the whole studio album but uh, yeah it's great i'm glad that it, they released it on the the Japanese edition, I'm glad that it's, like, out in the world so we can hear it. It's really cool. The, like, oh, the call and response, right, like you yeah. were saying, right, where it's like, don't say that you wanna, you know, the overlapping voices in the chorus, um, of, like, basically just everyone being like, don't do it, <laughs> um, are very, it's very cool. I'm with you. Yeah. My number two. What's yours?
0: My number two is No Worries.
1: I knew Mr. Brightside would be your number one. Yeah. Uh, so, except for Mr. Brightside, we are in perfect sync. I will not ever stop talking about No Worries. So you go first. We've got no
0: worries in the world. ba ba da ba I literally wrote the ba-ba-ba part goes hard. <laughs> when they get to, like, like the song's great, and I like the rest of the song, but when they get to that bridge and the ba-ba-ba part, I'm like, yeah, bruh. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get so hyped. I get so hyped for it. Also, I was watching a lyric video, and the part where he's like, "We'll get some rope and make a swinging tire," they wrote string guitar and like question. And I questioned my existence for about no. thirty seconds. <laughs>
1: I never know the words, but I know the words to this song, and it is, in <laughs> fact, swinging tire.
0: <laughs> I was like, "What? Wait!" So I listened. I listened to the songs twice, right? And so when I listened again, I didn't look at the lyrics. Like I was like. He's definitely singing swinging tire. I know his accent gets kind of confusing for some people, but it's definitely swinging tire. Yeah. How can you make
1: a string guitar out of rope? Look, I'm not going to judge because <laughs> lyrics are hard, but as we know, the devil doesn't like it. But that person was wrong.
0: Yeah. Um, just make it make sense. Just make it make sense. Oh, sorry. I wrote notes and I couldn't read my own handwriting. That's real. <laughs> It looked like Bridge Trump speeds up equals gets me HY pick. Great. And
1: for the non aliens <laughs> among us, what does that mean?
0: Bridge tempo speeds up equals gets me hyped.
1: <laughs> Great. You're hyped. You are hyped.
0: Hyped. Um, I just, I really like fun love songs, and this is a fun love song. Um, yeah. It's being grateful to your partner, which I'm all about, appreciating who you got in your life. Yeah. I love no worries.
1: I love no worries so it would much. be my number
0: one if um, Dougie Pointer didn't see Mr. Brightside.
1: <laughs> I understand. And I'm gonna you're gonna have your Mr. Brightside moment because I'm really looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, like like I said, the killer's version of Mr. Brightside is like would be number two, right, on this list of just like what songs I like the most. And but no worries would still be number one. Right? Like uh I knew before I even started doing the research for this album, that No Worries would be my number one on this list. This is probably in my top five favorite McFly songs of all time. So it definitely has no competition on this list of, like, (laughs) B-sides. It might even be one of my top five favorite songs of all time. Like, not even just McFly. But definitely McFly. I love this song. I have loved it for years. I... Don't understand how it is not on an album. Well, I guess now it is with the, like, B-side, best of the B-sides or whatever. Rarest Bits album yeah. or whatever. But, like, how did they not put this on a studio album? It They're snoozing on their own song. I think it's so damn good. And I'm trying to, like, articulate why I love it. I was thinking about it. I was writing it down. So part of it at this point is a lot of nostalgia, right? It was, like, a favorite since I was very young. And so at this point... You know, it can be hard to, like, shake that kind of, like, love. Um, so, because, like, hearing it always reminds me of, like, being a teenager. And back then, I think I liked it because I had a lot of yearning. So, like, like I really wanted someone to, like, love me like that. Because right? in high school, I, like, wasn't dating and whatever. Like, the opening lines of this song, uh, We ran through strawberry fields and smelled the summertime, And when it gets dark, I'll hold your body close to mine. Like, that line is, like, in my bones. Like, Danny opens the song, Danny's singing it, so no surprise, right, that I'm, like, really <laughs> responding. But that line about when it gets dark, I'll hold your body close to mine, I mean, I, like, don't even know what it, like, I mean, I was, like, 14, so, like, I, you know, I had I had no excuse, or I didn't need an excuse back then to be like, wow. But, like, it still happens to me. <laughs> and, um, like, it is, like, the sexiest thing I'd ever heard. Like, I have no idea why. I think it's, but I, it, like, I just, like, feel that line. Like, it is so damn sexy to me. And, like, I love it so much. I think it also probably stuck with me over the years because it's a really visual song, right? Like, like I'm really moved by images and, um, like, as a reader and a writer and a song listener. <laughs> uh, and, like, this song has really good ones, right? Strawberry Fields, Summertime, Bodies, Close. Bodies. <laughs> um... It's a great line. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I bet if Tom sang it, it would land totally differently. But to hear Danny sing that in my little iPod at 14, mm, I'm getting a little warm. But there's swinging tires. There's fire. Right? Like, it's just, like, it's got, like, this, it captures this, like, ambiance, right, of, like, summertime and, like, love. And and the chorus is so romantic and, like, joyful. And, like, this is all I want out of life, right? Is, like, time's like, these will never forget. No you know, it's so good. I also found out it's the, in doing some research, that it's the B-side for I'll Be Okay. (laughs) Okay. Right? I'm like, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. boo. Like, no worries ain't nobody's B-side, but it
0: is definitely not I'll Be Okay's (laughs) B-side. It's like... Is, like, No Worries, like, the relationship, and then, like, the I'll Be Okay is the breakup song. No, because the people in this song never break up. It's too happy. It's too joyous. Make make it make sense, McFly. Make it make sense. I
1: I believe that the love in No Worries will never die, right? Like, there are no secrets needing told. Actually, I am surprised it's a B-side at all for Wonderland. It really does not match the vibe of the rest of the album.
0: I don't think "Easy Way Out" does either, because like to me, "Easy Way Out" is kind of like a hopeful breakup song. Explain. Like it's not a hopeful song for him, but for her, she finally like broke off a dead end relationship. Is what it seems like. And any woman that breaks off a dead end relationship is very powerful to me. And I don't know, like, because in my head, Wonderland's like we're sad all the time, but I don't know.
1: It is basically sad all the time. There's, like, maybe two songs that are not about sadness. And, um, yeah. I get what you're saying about Easy Way Out being, like, it's not, it's not, like, full of despair. Right? It's a catchy song. It is a breakup song, but it's sort of, like, a better-off breakup song. Not, like, a I miss you, please come back to me, you know, she falls asleep and all she thinks about is you kind of levels of sadness. Right. So.
0: Yeah, it's, like, a woman who doesn't really need this man, she's not in the relationship to be in the relationship. She's there because she, she like, she broke up with him because she doesn't love him anymore. Right? Right. And also I was going to say, it's probably a lot peppier than the rest of them, but I want to hold you. It's not peppy. It's more. Yeah. Popular. And I've
1: got you, I've got you is pretty bouncy, but it's not romantic. No. Right. Easy way out is not romantic. No worries is romantic, more romantic than I've got you, even though I've got you is not sad. I think it's more romantic than I Want to Hold You, for sure. The only song that might be more, like, classically, like, romantic would be All About You, but I think No Worries is... I would rather have that kind of love than the All About You kind of love. Nothing's wrong with the All About You kind of love, but... But besides All About You, No Worries is the most romantic song on the album. Or if you include the B-sides. So I mean, it doesn't fit. I, I get it. Maybe why And that might be why it's not on the album. But it would have fit Motion in the Ocean. And so, like I said snoozing on it this should have been on Motion in the Ocean it's been a
0: while since I revisited Motion in the Ocean the only Motion in the Ocean song that comes to my head is um Please Please
1: there's a lot more
0: I know there's a lot more That's it's no. actually just
1: Please Please yeah, ten it's, times
0: it's Please Please over and over again different versions this one's slow that one's a little bit faster
1: acoustic um. <laughs> one but. in which Lindsay Lohan actually Thanks sings the so chorus <laughs> <laughs> McFly featuring Lindsay Lohan <laughs>
0: But we'll get more into that because I was about to say like that's how they advertise "Just My Luck" anyway. So we'll get more into that
1: later. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. We're talking about "Just My Luck" in in a few short weeks.
0: No worries, number two. No worries. No worries. You're number one. It fits.
1: Yeah, I wanna I wanna say one more thing, which is that if you have not, you Stephanie and you listening at home, friends and fam, if you have not heard
0: <laughs> not I always words. expect you to say I always expect you to say friends and countrymen
1: <laughs> friends and countrymen uh, and also my non-countrymen cause I'm not from England,
0: yet um, you can't be from something yet <laughs> <laughs> you're always gonna be from America, whether you move to England or not for now <laughs> What was I trying to say? I don't know. You said something about friends and fam. If you haven't listened to No Worries or something, that's
1: not my voice.
0: That's exactly oh, how you sound like. <laughs> I got it. Have you heard
1: the acoustic version of No Worries? Have you seen that video where they're all wearing suspenders singing No Worries on the on couch? On the couch,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, I was just going to throw that out there. Like, after I listened to No Worries, I then was like, ahaha. I will listen to this acoustic version, and the song is great no matter what, but the video is really cute, right? Like, Dougie's just, like, sitting in the middle, like, waiting for the <laughs> chorus, so he can be like, ba, ba, da, ba, ba, da. <laughs> Danny looks great, <laughs> and Harry's just, like, on the phone, like, not paying attention because no one needs him with the drums now that they're jamming acoustically. It's very, it's very sweet. Dougie, like, jumps around on the couch a little while. It's great. So watch it if you haven't, or if it's been a few years. Have yourself a little treat for two and a half minutes and watch the acoustic version of No Worries. ba ba alright You've waited long enough,
0: my you're, dear friend. You're, like, you're, like, drumming this up. Like, I'm going to have some big revelation about Mr. Brightside, but that's not even true. It's my number one, because it's literally the First song, as we've mentioned time and time again, we did not listen to these albums in order when we were children. We downloaded everything on FlimWire. Sometimes we downloaded Bill Clinton, I Did Not Have Sensual Relations with That Woman, over and over again, which is super frustrating. Uh, that was always so disappointing when you first play. I'd be like, No! No, Bill Clinton! I just want to hear Dougie! I don't It's literally I'm pretty sure I am like ninety nine percent sure this is the first song I ever heard Dougie sing.
1: Oh, that's special.
0: And and I that's why it's like like not only like is Mr. Brightside like a killer song, eh, uh, it's right <laughs> nice But also like Dougie sings like he's the lead of it. And I and like I love it for that, I love it for the nostalgia. I just <sighs> love Doug. I think he's great. I sing along to the Killers version, but every time I hear this version, because I don't, like, go back and listen to this version a lot, because, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever. But I, like, never sing along to this version, because I love hearing Dougie sing. You just want to listen. I just want to listen to him. That's cute.
1: I do love Doug's voice. It always feels special to hear him.
0: Yeah. Because, like, not, like, downing anything on Tom and Danny, but, like, you know, they're the lead vocals. They, like, do their Mm -hmm. thing. So it's really nice, like, to hear, like, there's, like, something that, like, gets... And me, that's like, that's Dougie. Like, I get so excited, like a dog, yeah. when you say walk. Like,
2: <laughs> I do just. Dougie, Dougie, your tail just starts wagging.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's why it's my number one. Not because, like, it's any, like, the song's not any better than the, the other one. I also think, I also think their version of Mr. Brightside, like, sound wise, sounds similar to the Killer's version. Totally. Which is my only complaint about McFly covers. Yeah, but whatever. But yeah, I really I'm like it. i still
1: saying they totally rocked. You've got a friend. They made it sound their own. They changed it up. They ditched the piano.
0: We didn't listen to the same version. You need to listen to it. But yeah, so that's like my big revelation with Mr. Brightside. It's nostalgia and Dougie. Those are my two components for a number one song on bits and bobs. Yeah,
1: like, am I crying? Is it because of Dougie?
0: You win. <laughs> if I like how to choose between two different ones and is Dougie singing on this one, this one wins.
1: That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because like you said, you don't get to hear Dougie as often, right? Like Danny's almost always singing. So I don't have to be like, is Danny singing on this one? And eh, you win. Yeah. yeah I, I liked it. I'm glad that I'm glad it's your number one. Good for, good for Doug. He sounds great. I also really like, we'll get to this, I guess. Cause we'll get to, like, Ignorance and Silence is a Scary Sound and stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, that are actually, like, Dougie song like, songs that Dougie's vocal on that are original instead of yeah. a cover. I really like, I love Tom's voice so much. Um, it has not had the chance to shine in this episode specifically because, like, I just feel like Danny's really rocking this, like, rock and roll vibe that they've got going on in this era. But I love when Doug and Dan sing together, like in Mr. Brightside or Silence is a Scary Sound. Um, I mean, I think Tom also sings a little bit in Tom sense is a scary sound and, and, and in ignorance tom songs. but in tom songs but like because doggie's voice is so like high and beautiful and then danny comes in with this like gravelly like rock rocker like they're both little like punk rock kids but they're coming at it from like these different levels and they come together in ways that like rock my world yeah. Like, I love to hear Dougie, hit, like, hold a high note, and then Danny comes in, like, I'm just too excited, right? Like, and I'm like, oh, God, so cool, right? Like, yeah, they, they compliment each other really well. Not to snooze on Tom, he's also really amazing. Tom's
0: great, everyone. Tom We love you, Tom. Tom's, Tom's great.
1: You know what would make me even happier? If Tom would acknowledge us on the internet, like, all of his <laughs> friends
0: sam has beef with tom i just wanna, i do have beef with tom I, she has beef with tom i'm fine because one day he will respond to us and that will be the day yeah. sam will eat crow
1: i will eat crow but for now i'm like where are you at <laughs> prove me wrong tom if you're listening where are you at all your friends have been like hey what's up on the internet and you are not doing that whatever i don't need you
0: except we do because you're the leader of this band
1: Except we do, because literally my first note, the first song I listened to was You've Got a Friend by Carol King. My first note in my notebook is, I miss Tom.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: I love you, Tom.
1: I do need you. I'm lying. I do want to point out, do you remember the two original McFly songs, Room on the Third Floor? Just like we did for this episode. It was seven songs. Okay. five covers two original songs
0: oh are you testing my knowledge or do you not know i do
1: know i'm just wondering if you do so i don't
0: oh
1: i have notes what you do, want me to tell you uh,
0: i don't know why are you testing me Yeah, have to tell me this
1: i'm not testing on purpose <laughs> i just want to point out because i think it's funny okay in room on the third floor i went back and like looked at the rankings right okay. for bits and bobs room on the third floor mm-hmm. and mcfly's two originals were The Guy Who Turned Her Down and Get Over You. And neither one of those were in our top three, right? Like, the only... No, you're lying. Get Over You was in your top three? Get
0: Over You was my number two. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. Oh, I guess I forgot. It just wasn't my number two. Wow, not
0: everything's
1: about you, Sam. Yeah, not everything's about me. Okay, well, so you're out of this. It's for me now. <laughs> so when I did Bits and Bobs, <laughs> Room on the Third Floor, the only two songs that ranked worse than get, The Guy Who Turned Her Down and Get Over You are the two covers by the Beatles, or the two Beatles covers, Mm -hmm. right? Because I didn't particularly care for the originals, and I did particularly care for McFly's cover, right? So, like, they weren't even in my top three, and now the two McFly songs, like, original McFly songs from this one, Easy Way Out and No Worries, are the top two. So I just wanted to be, like, way to go getting better, boys. In Sam's opinion. (laughs) In my opinion, because you were already great, and Stephanie's.
0: Yeah, because Get Over You was my number two. And the guy who turned her down was my number four. Someone's a hater.
1: Yeah, well, that's not still not your top three. Still not your top three. I'm just saying, Easy Way Out and No Worries are way better than Get Over You and Guy Who Turned Her Down. So I'm proud of them for improving.
0: That's just your opinion.
1: I'm a no worries stan. I will hear no criticism against no worries.
0: I'm a, I'm a bridge bitch I guess that bridge really gets
1: me yeah yeah for no worries specifically or just in general
0: I think like if you have a good bridge like I'm pretty sure like your song I have to test this I don't know if this is 100% accurate but I feel like if you have a good bridge to your song I'll most likely like the rest of your song
1: yeah that's I mean the bridge is super important I think one of the things that I appreciate the most about Taylor Swift stay tuned for our next podcast (laughs) (laughs) Is her bridge. Like, I think Taylor Swift's bridge bridges.
0: Bridges. Uh, bridges. <laughs> that sounds like I'm saying
1: britches again, which I already said <laughs> once this week.
0: Uh, hold on to your britches,
1: daddy's about to
0: sing, y'all. <laughs>
1: Taylor Swift's bridges are, I think, consistently some of her, like, absolute best songwriting. So I get that.
0: Yeah. Just like the last bits and bobs, we interviewed a couple fans about why they like the Wonderland album and specifically why they like Ultraviolet because Sam and I don't. Mom. <laughs> so we interviewed Alice who writes for the Eye International she writes a lot of business stuff but lately she's been writing some pop culture stuff. She wrote an article about McFly fans back when they released Happiness which was the end of July. right? And she actually interviewed Sam and I for that article. Her one of her favorite songs of all time. She told us was Ultraviolet. So we had to know what the deal was. So, so this album we're talking about Wonderland, and we had a very, we had an experience with Wonderland. Wonderland's not my favorite album, as you can tell. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I've, I've listened to several of the episodes. I haven't done. uh, Well, I I haven't heard. I haven't listened to. I want to hold you. I think I've listened to all the other ones, so I know I'm quite familiar that you guys, this is not, (laughs) like, your favorite. (laughs) No,
0: but you mentioned to me that Ultraviolet was your favorite. Like, is it your favorite from this album, or is it, like, favorite of all time?
2: Ultraviolet is one of my favorite, it's my favorite McFly song, and it's one of my favorite songs of all time, and it has, it, I have this ongoing playlist on Spotify called Desert Island Discs after this um, BBC radio show where you have to pick, like, eight songs that you would listen to for the rest of your life. And Ultraviolet is one of the only three that is, has been on there since the beginning that I haven't, like, swapped out Really? for anything else yet. Can you tell us yeah.
0: why that it's your favourite?
2: I was literally trying to think about this. I was like, <laughs> how do I explain? What, why is Ultraviolet, like, the big one for me? Um, I I don't know. I I I can draw this line from ultraviolet to other stuff that I ended up liking mm-hmm. later, and a few of the common factors are like having a kind of low key verse and then a real explosion of energy in the chorus, which McFly do in a couple of their other songs as well. So, if, and I feel like I always like those ones, kind of. Really, really heavy instrumentation contrasted with, like, very beautiful singing. And, like, they get their harmonies really good in that song. And, yeah, I can kind of see a line straight from that to, like, I really like group love. I got really into fun when, like, We Are Young Mm -hmm. came out. And I feel like there's a relationship between Ultraviolet and, and We Are Young somehow. And also, I realized there's another song from the same year by Oasis called "Lila," that is very similar to "Ultraviolet." It's, I don't know, if there was something was going on in 2005 or whenever it was. If
0: everyone was going through their emo phase. It's fine.
2: Yeah, literally. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can actually, I can actually see the correlation between um, "Ultraviolet" and "We Are Young" because it's kind of, like, the sound is kind of similar, and I think. It like tells a story. What does do you know yeah. like um so we kinda just like tried to guess this on the podcast and I ultimately decided it's about a love affair between a married woman and a child. Not a child. Wow.
1: Whoa child.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I always wanna call them boys because they're so little. But like a married woman and this like man, right? Do you think like what what do you think the story with is an ultraviolet? If you had to like guess.
2: I just think I just hear it as being about like lads holiday yeah like obviously for them it's a bit different because by this point they're already it's like lads holiday on speed because it's like and being a famous band who gets to play concerts and stuff and I very much the beat of the song very much feels like the bounce of a concert Mm -hmm. to me Um, and obviously the video is like just a concert montage. So I really strongly associate it with them, like, being on tour and how crazy that experience must have been for them. But then I also kind of have I this, I have this image of, like, not that at all, but as if they were just, like, normal blokes going on holiday to, like, Malaga or Ibiza or something and staying in some sort of, like, slightly outdated resort, kind of like the Spanish version of whatever hotel they stayed in for room on the third floor, right. like like a kind of dilapidated resort and like but then simultaneously like, and yeah it's like full of maybe like you say older women divorces, <laughs> but <laughs> they're actually and it's like there's a bit of a shit holiday but they're actually having a great time so there's like a story in my head somewhere that i don't know where that came from
1: i can see it right they're like these summer girls you know and you can just sort of picture like kids in a candy shop right but it's teenagers <laughs> yes. with like just running around like all these beautiful yeah. girls and women.
2: First, like holiday with your friends instead of with your family. Yeah,
1: that's so much peppier than I feel like. I feel when I listen to it, though, I'm like, everyone here is so sad. But mm. you're right that it does have like a really bouncy beat. So I don't know why I'm like, why is everyone bummed out all the time?
2: Hormones. I guess
1: probably. it's the the slow chorus yeah. or the slow verse.
2: I I would really, really, I don't know if they've ever done this in concert, but I would love to hear like just Tom on the piano do a slow version of this because I think it could really, really work as a like quite beautiful choral piece almost. Yeah.
1: I've never heard Tom do it alone, but Danny sang it a couple different times on his Instagram lives acoustically. Uh, And it did like, you know, it slowed way down and it doesn't have, you know, there's no drums, there's no electric, anything. So I think it would be even more beautiful on the piano. But even acoustically, it it sort of does like chill out a lot. Yeah. So you've been a McFly fan a really long time, right?
2: Yeah, I would say since they kind of, since Five Colors came out. But it's really hard to tell when you're like, when you're that young, right? You just can't really remember what happened. Yeah. But then suddenly, like, my parents had bought me the album, and then it was, like, my favorite thing.
1: Yeah. I want to ask, it might be hard to quantify, but it's basically the question that you asked others, right, when you were writing your article, which is um, what McFly means to you.
2: I think something I tried to get at in the article that I ended up kind of just not quite, getting it because it it was so positive but something I kind of added in at the end was how my experience with McFly has been holding on to liking them even though everyone is like making fun of it and doesn't think it's good music and Mm -hmm. sort of the first experience that I had of that thing where people only like something for a short amount of time and then it's not really popular anymore and people kind of move on and so i think that sort of speaks to my quite stubborn personality that i was like no i will not start listening to muse <laughs> i like to fly and the race like could that continuing to be my thing for a long time and like i said I, I got into fun later i got into vampire weekend those were kind of my others but it was always like McFly being my thing but then I did also have friends who liked them so I quite strongly associate it with one of my best friends as well who I've been to a couple of concerts with I think because although it's not like America because obviously they are well known everyone knows who McFly is here but the fact that it's not like a really really popular thing to be a fan fan of it's not like Beyonce or something where it's just like oh yeah obviously everyone likes Beyonce it means that when I have a friend who likes them it's like very special because we kind of have a particular like connection through their music and talking about them and and also I think a thing that came up in the article as well for fans is like following them on Instagram and like enjoying their family lives and stuff and kind of being sort of vicariously really happy for them as though they are like friends as well right they do sort of feel like my friends <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially
1: like watching on Instagram yeah
0: yeah, because, like, uh, usually most celebrities are like, oh, yeah, um, Harry Styles. And, like, you would never, I don't, I would never call Harry Styles just Harry. But when I'm talking to Sam, I was like, oh, did you see Harry's yeah. Instagram? And, like, Lola and Kit. And, like, yeah. <laughs> like we're been best friends for, like, 15 years. So we kind of end most of these interviews with the one question. It doesn't have to end here. Our very last question we usually ask is, do you have a favorite memory in Bobby McFly? It doesn't have to be directly with them. It could just be something about them.
2: Probably, oh, yeah, okay. So when I was, I think, 11, or maybe like about to turn 11, was sort of, I, I've seen McFly live a few times. And the first ever time was in Hyde Park. They were late. They only played one song. <laughs> and then they left, but it was still great. So that's like up there. But my <laughs> my my absolute best was the the first time I saw a proper concert when I saw them um, (laughs) at Wembley and this was Motion in the Ocean tour this was Danny's debut of his curly hair we had not seen the curly hair he'd like jumped onto stage and everyone was like who is that and it's like oh my god it's Danny (laughs) Um, and so but yeah so you know I was literally like 10 I wore this weird t-shirt i had that was like pink tie-dye and had a picture of a sort of 3d rendered bunny on it i don't know where that came from or where it is now um and my dad took me he took me straight from school brought the change of clothes so i could get changed in the car up to london went to wembley um and saw mcfly sort of full concert for the first time in my life and it was amazing and then they did a they did their cover of Don't Stop Me Now, and Brian May jumped on stage to play the guitar solo. And I didn't know who Brian May was, but my dad was like, oh, that's Brian May. That's really cool. Um, <laughs> I love that. But I kind of love that more just because it's like me and my dad, and he was really supportive of, you know, he he didn't think McFly were uncool or anything just because he likes Pink Floyd or whatever. It, it was like he really supported me having my own musical interests and letting me play McFly in the car and he kind of got into some of the songs as well and then he took me to pretty much all of the McFly concerts until I was like 16 or so and so like, okay going on my own with friends
0: that's so sweet
2: he's the best I like that
0: my dad would make fun
2: of me like da- oh not, not not meanly but like in a
0: like, like in a dad way yeah, Because when I was like six or so, I was in NSYNC, right? I'd be like, yeah, Justin Timberlake, Lance Bass, woohoo. And dad would be like, is that that NSYNC band? I'm like, dad!
1: NSYNC. When <laughs> your dad also made fun of you with McFly, right?
0: He did, like not, like, kind of. So when we first started into McFly, we, I would play their songs, right? And I guess every time my dad heard their songs, it was always a cover, and so he asked us one day, he's like, do they play their own music? <laughs> <laughs> they are just covers. Um, but that's so sweet. You're not taking you all this concert.
2: And you got to see the curly hair yeah. debut. I Because <laughs> 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 I think they played Friday and Saturday, and it was the start of the tour. And it was like, yeah, it was the Friday night. So it was a very big deal. Well,
0: thanks, Alice, for talking with us about Wonderland. And uh, McFly, it's
2: always a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, you too. You too. I'm, a, I'm a big Wonderland advocate. I think Motion in the Ocean is my favourite, but just because Ultraviolet is on Wonderland, it's got to get a special place in my heart as well.
1: Next up, we have Tab who Stephanie had the pleasure of speaking to without me, unfortunately. Tab is a 19-year-old university student. Uh, She reached out to us because she has loved McFly since she was, like, her whole life, right? She was maybe, like, five when she decided that she loved them forever. So here's Tab.
3: I love Wonderland. I don't know what it is. Like, my favorite song's from Radioactive. Like, I was completely, like, fallen in love throughout my whole, like, McFly Mm -hmm. career. Wonderland for me is... I don't know it's like the most nostalgic album I think it's because when you're five you start remembering stuff and because obviously <laughs> in the UK you know McFly were just like everywhere like everyone kind of grows up with McFly so I guess it was kind of the album I remember the most and of course all about you I know you remember in like your last episode or whatever it was you were saying how everyone actually kind of hates it <laughs> and that's kind of true yeah <laughs> But it's kind of like cuz it's comic relief and obviously comic relief is like I don't know it's just life in the UK.
0: Yeah, it's a big mm. deal over there isn't it? Like yeah, I feel like every time Comic Relief comes around, because like my Instagram feed is full of like
3: people from the UK, right? And
0: they're like Comic Relief, blah blah blah. Here's our red noses, noses, and I'm like,
3: okay. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, like looking back on it, it's kind of bizarre. Like to feel like one day yeah you just go into school with just like a red nose on, and it's like, yeah, this is cool. This is normal. <laughs> and we're raising money for some reason, but you know, it's cool.
0: <laughs> so, do, what is your uh, favorite song? On- the Wonderland
3: album? I'd probably have to say, now, I was gonna say, don't know why. Obviously, because I am a Danny girl and I feel like it is just appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I think my favourite song is actually Ultraviolet. I don't know what it is okay. about it. I think it's just like so atmospheric and so kind of different. Why do you think it's your favourite? Like, do you listen to it on repeat when it comes on? It's kind of like a hidden gem for me, I think. I remember I I went through a phase in school because obviously when I got into my teens, I got into McFly like as a band rather than just kind of innocently liking their music as you do like when you're ten. And I don't know, I was just listening to the album on repeat like every morning. And it was one song that I never really paid attention to. But then I think, you know how songs just like catch out sometimes and I was like, this is really like haunting and actually really, really nice. I know, it sounds really deep, and it's not supposed to be that deep, because I don't think it was, but...
0: <laughs> I think being a part of uh, fan culture is finding deeper meaning into projects and art that your favourite people get into, rather mm-hmm. than, like, what the- if they initially didn't think you like this.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for Wonderland as well, it has just, like, so many connotations to it. Like, I remember okay. listening to Danny's, um, I don't know if you've heard it, but he did, like, a London Real interview. It was like a podcast or something, ages ago. And he was talking about um, kind of like what he talks about in Unsaid Things, you know, obviously about his dad and that kind of thing. And obviously, I, because it's that kind of era, you know, like 2005, in my head, everything just kind of connects with Wonderland. You know, it's just like, obviously that era. And because mm-hmm. I just love listening to that podcast so much. I think, you know, it just kind of adds deeper meaning to all the songs, even though I kind of already know what was going on. You know, like Ballad mm-hmm. of UK, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I love, I love having background to songs. Like, what inspired you to write this song, or what were you going through at that time?
3: Oh, definitely. Like, yeah, like, it's like a different depth. You know, even if it's not like completely different, you just kind of go, oh, maybe that's what they meant for like that one lyric or something.
0: Yeah, like yeah, it was, it's nice. you see it and totally do. And that's like how we felt about Ballad of Parkay hey, too.
3: Yeah, especially like the for artwork for sure. like the music video. I feel like when you're younger and you watch that, you think. That's actually really scary. <laughs> yeah, like, it was like so dark, and they've got these masks on. And I remember like the CD single for it, and there was like the pullout poster of them just like, uh-huh. in the masks. And I was like, I'm too scared put that on my wall. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> <voice>. <laughs> so, what does Nick Fly mean to you? Oh, that's quite a good question. I suppose like when you grow up with a band, you kind of don't realise like the impact they have on you because it's all kind of like all encompassing. Because almost they're like as a friend mm-hmm. you grow up with. So I suppose McFly have always, for me, kind of been that friend. You know, even though I went through the phase of being completely, like, crazy over them, like, each of the guys individually, they're not a band I've just had, like, a phase with. they are kind of, like, just always been, there like, a comfort blanket. And I think maybe that's why I like Wonderland so much. Because as well, it's kind of, like, a nostalgic comfort blanket. But at the same time, it's kind of just nostalgia in general. That's kind of, like, what McFly are to me. But not just in the sense of, like... You know because a lot of music's nostalgic. McFly have just always been there, you know, like the longest, and you know, whatever they do, I think I still feel that same nostalgia. Like, even though if their music like changes, it's just really nice to have like a band there that you just always go back to. I call them like everybody
0: in my family, I call them my dudes, right? So, if I'm like talking to somebody in my family, I'm like, oh yeah, my dudes are doing this thing, and they're like, oh okay,
3: McFly, yeah, we get it. <laughs> my whole family are just like, yeah, it's just McFly. Like my grand loves them. She a- actually loves. Yeah. She absolutely loves Tom, and um, I sometimes feel like, are you a bigger fan than I am? <laughs> so yeah, I kind of get that familiarity with them. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, she she loves Tom so much. I think it is because like they are so down to earth, and it's like the whole family thing, because mm. they all are quite like homely, and I- I'll count Dougie and his chickens as like a little family. <laughs> but they are. Pets like- cow. <laughs> but like, I think that's why my grand loves them because you know what? Like grandparents are like they're like, oh, he loves his kids so much, right? <laughs> you know, they're really invested in that kind of thing. Honestly, my my grand probably has watched his wedding speech more times than I have. Really? Yeah, she, probably. I can't tell if it's because she loves Tom or if it's just because it's a work of art, or just both. <laughs> <laughs>
0: probably both. Yeah. <laughs> One of the other questions we always seem to ask is, it's probably one of my favorite questions, is do you have a favorite memory involving McFly? It doesn't have to involve the members directly. It can just involve, like, something about them.
3: okay. That's quite a hard one. I think it's, like, you have so many, like, indirect memories of McFly kind of growing up. Uh But for me, it's probably, like, we we kind of took the All About You seriously. It is quite strange. For a song that I'd usually skip, you know, like, when I'm with my gran, like, I always listen to it. And, you know, we kind like of dance around the kitchen. I mean, she hasn't got kitchen tiles, but we, we make it. <laughs> <laughs> So, for me, that's probably, like, my favourite McFly memory. I mean, as well, I always get, like, really nostalgic for the times, you know, like, the above the noise kind of era. Even though it's probably not my favourite yeah. era, it's the time where I was then become like, a teenager, actually really getting into the band. And there was just so many, like, interviews, you know, when you just go through the entire backlog on YouTube. Right. And so I kind of, like, love, like, the videos and, like, the memes from, like, that era as such. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember there was... I got kind of wrote my friend into it, as you do. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she, she actually really liked Dougie. And there was um this one video, I think it's when Harry, like, plays a prank on them all in, like, I think it might be Brazil. And um was it? They kind of say brilliant dowgy or something like that and we said that for a solid like five years I think <laughs> so just little things like that that are just like cemented into friendships you know that kind of McFly have
0: influenced
3: yeah and also like um, nowhere left to run when um, I mean I'm not going to do a Bolton accent or like even attempt to it because I'll just offend everyone including Dally. <laughs> but like when he's like don't go into the woods, of <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure we said that as well for, like, all through high school. <laughs> so just little things like that that you just remember. You know the little, like, songs Danny used to make up? Like, Paul's Fish and Trif and that kind of thing.
0: Oh my gosh, and the ladies' bras. Oh Do you my remember God. that one? Yeah. <laughs> podcast has been nice to, like, open our horizons for them. And, like, meeting fr- friends and it's great timing because now they're releasing new stuff right
3: Mm, definitely and it's just nice to keep the conversation going you know like i said it's even because of like McBust and stuff there still wasn't like a great revival of mcfly Uh it's so annoying there was like one of like take that and it's like of all the bands you know like why not mcfly (laughs) you know (laughs) because i suppose like we kind of see them you know as such a gem which they are but, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of think for a band like with why you're, like, so talented and, you know, make all their own music and have been, like, through so much, you just think, like, people would still kind of be investing in that. So I kind of hope, like, they right. still are now. But it's, it's nice that there's, like, avenues like this podcast where people are just still kind of revisiting it and, you know, because I'm kind of hoping that as people kind of start talking about nostalgia of it, people kind of latch onto that.
0: Well, do you have any final comments, concerns about the Wonderland era. We finished another one. Finished another era. Can you believe? Another
1: era. You know, I'm glad we did it. I feel much more fondly about this whole era than I did before we began this journey. I am nonetheless excited to see it in the rearview, though.
0: I retweet. I'm gonna retweet that. I I came in with this era, rolling my eyes, kicking my feet, stomping them, too, and I'm coming out. Less
1: stoppy, my arms still are crossed, but you know. You're
0: like oh, Raina, I guess you're all right. I feel like I'm a
1: little <laughs> bit warmer. I feel like I'm I think I think I was I know it was not my favorite, but I do think that I maybe started a little bit higher than you already.
0: Yeah.
1: For some reason. Um or just over this journey, I have grown a lot warmer and you have grown just less cold. Right. Yeah, I
0: was very cold
1: when we came in. Now I'm little warm. Right. Um, i I would go so far as to say that I am in fact A little bit sweaty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been one hot summer.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea how much of Stephanie's job as editor is to just cut
0: all the laughs. But before we go and say goodbye to Wonderland Forever, I want to make an announcement that on October 3rd, Saturday, we're having a Just My luck viewing party on Zoom, so you don't have to own the DVD, you don't have to stream it, you don't have to pirate it or anything like that. You All you can do is we'll send a link out on our, all our socials on October 3rd, and you'll just follow that link, sign in, you can turn your camera off, and we encourage you to also turn your mics off. And we'll just sit there and we'll share our screen and watch Just My Work together. And It'll be a we'll great hang out party. in the
1: chat room so we can all be typing like, oh my god, look at Harry. He is no right being that beautiful.
0: <laughs> and that is Saturday, October 3rd at 1 p.m. Central and 7 p.m. BST. What day is it? It's October 3rd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one else will get it. But... He turned
0: to me during math class and asked me what day it was and I told him. <laughs> but yeah so we're looking forward to it to see you there and we'll
1: talk about some more wonderland songs then too because that's all they've got by the time they make that movie <laughs> plus the brand new one from 15 years ago <laughs>
0: called just my luck i forget sometimes i'm like oh yeah we're in the past <laughs>
1: right we, we're coming from the future I'm starting to fall in love. It's getting too much.
0: Not often that I slip up. It's just my luck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> McFly karaoke, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you next time with Just My Luck. Thanks for listening. Bye.